Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to fellowship you, to fellowship each other, Father. We thank you and praise you for this message. We pray now that it will go out and it will not return void, but it will accomplish exactly what it was sent to do. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So there's some old guys sitting around in a barbershop, and they were talking about all the things that, you know, the world is coming to and how terrible everything is. And, and one of the guys was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the educational system is just terrible. He said, there's a kid that comes by here all the time. He's the dumbest kid you've ever seen in your entire life. Well, right on cue, the little kid walks by and he goes, hey, buddy, come in here. So the little kid comes into the uh, barbershop and the guy holds out a dollar in one hand and two quarters in the other hand. He said, take which one you think's best. Little boy takes the two quarters and walks out. And the guy laughs and goes, see, dumbest kid you've ever seen. Puts a dollar back in the cash register. And so one of the guys later saw the little kid and said, hey, you're really not that dumb, right? Two quarters is less than a dollar. And he said, look, mister, the store next door sells ice cream cones for 50 cents. And if I take the dollar, the game is over. <laughs> I told you it was a rough week, Mr. Bill. That's the, Mr. Bill asked me if I had a joke this morning or Stephen did. I'm like, nope, it's bad. It is what it is. All right, um, what we're going to talk about today is a, a deep topic. In fact, that's the title, deep. You know, as we, even as, as little guys, right, as we start to become part of the body of Christ, one of the first songs that we hear or, or one of the first things that we do is Jesus loves me, right? I mean, that's one of the things you teach little tiny kids, right? In fact, you see all the little cute kids on the internet singing Jesus Loves Me. And, then, and they, you know, right? You're trying to get them to understand the concept that God loves them. And throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, it is a resounding uh, theme of the Bible. In fact, the Bible says that God is love. But unfortunately, most folks do not understand how deep God's love is for us. Now, I want you just to think about how much your idea of what the word love has changed since you were born, right? Like, so when you were a little tiny kid, you might have loved a toy. Like, I love this teddy bear. And then you figured out that you really, like, you loved your crush in your middle school, elementary school crush, that I love her or him or them or whatever, and then when you started dating, you were like, no, no, I really, really love this one. And then you get dumb enough to like give them a ring or something because you really, really love them. And then you stand up here and say, I do and I do. And then you really think you understand what love is. And the truth is, is the instance you say I do, you really have no concept what it is to love someone. Because love is an is a enduring work. It takes time. And then... As you grow just slightly older, and you have like one of them new additions, and little tiny things is about this big that make the noisemakers. And then you go, this, this is what love really, really, really is. That I really, like I didn't know you yesterday, and now I love you so much I can't stand myself. And then the next one I haven't um, experienced, but I hear that when that little noisemaker grows up and makes its own little noisemaker, that that is really what love is. 
Is that what the old people say? That's what the old people say, right? That grandkids is really, really, really what love is. And as much of that love as that we understand and believe that we are capable of, it's not a drop in the bucket of how much God loves us. It, we don't even get close. And the idea of deep, see, deep is a really, really idea. It's a, it's a wild idea. Like, how deep is deep? Well, it depends on what we're talking about. Concrete, concrete four inches thick is pretty deep. Six inches thick is really deep. Eight inches thick is crazy. They don't even do that in industrial stuff, right? How about a pool? I mean, some, some people buy pools, little plastic pools, and they come up to about mid-shin. But if you got the right size kid, that looks pretty deep, right? But as they grow and mature, deep is not as deep as you thought it was. We have a rule at the beach. It's called the belly button rule. You're not allowed to go out past your belly button in general between waves. Now, not when the waves are crashing. Between waves. That's as deep as you can go. Why? Because the undertow current and the undertow wants to take you further out, right? But this is deep in the ocean. This is not deep in the pool. So the idea of deep is a constantly changing idea. Because then you say, well, the lake is pretty deep. Well, it's 80, 100 foot deep in some places maybe. And then you get slightly off the coast into the ocean. 100 foot still very shallow according to those folks. Four, five, six, eight hundred feet is what they want to fish in. But that's still not deep. The ocean's just thousands of feet deep. So what's deep? Well, God's love is pretty deep. But the problem is, just as you go from the plastic pool to the bottom of the ocean, it changes your understanding of how, God's, how deep God's love is changes with your maturity. When you sing Jesus loved me, it is the little plastic pool that's middle of your shin. When you start to fathom that nothing can separate us from the love of God, nothing, you start to figure out how deep the ocean is. And then when we really say, boy, that ocean is deep, turn around and look back at the stars. Because as deep as the ocean gets, it doesn't get you out of our atmosphere. The closest, the moon is way deeper than the ocean. And that's like the close rock that's close to us, right? You can't even see like the rest of them rocks. It's way deep, like plenty deep. We were building the float this week, and we're trying to hang the star. Like what height is the star? And we were negotiating and talking about how high should the star be. And we're measuring out the star. And I said, Y'all think God did that when he was building the universe? He said, all right, wait a minute, no, slightly, no, 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 uh, yeah, right there. Okay, hold that one right there. All right, now, move that one in a little bit. We have no concept of what deep is. So let's go to the Bible and we'll start talking about how deep God's love is. And, and, and listen, I'm talking about God's love for you. Not for somebody else, not for your neighbor, not for your friend, not for me. For you, you as an individual. See, that's what makes Christianity special is as the, the designer, the creator, the, 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 the father wants a relationship with you personally on a personal level. You have means of communication on a personal level. 
right? This is, we don't have to, you know, call up somebody else and talk to customer service and then they put us through to like tech support and then they put us through to tech support manager and then we get to the next guy and then they, before you finally get to somebody that's in charge. No, you have communication that goes straight to the top of the creator of everything that has ever been created. All right, so let's see if I can get this in order. It's my toughest part is getting my scriptures in order to make sure it makes sense when it comes back out. All right, turn with me to the book of Ephesians. I'm going to say verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your, oh, wait a minute, I should tell you like chapter and verse in Ephesians. Ephesians 3, 17, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have <clears throat> the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep the love of Christ and to know that this love surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. How, how wide, how long, and how high. But when we talk about love, we really talk about deep. It's a deep love. Like down in the bottom of my heart, I just love them so much. And the Bible says that it's we can't even understand to understand. Like we, 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 we know it's a lot, but we can't get to figure out how much we don't know. To go from the plastic pool to the bottom of the ocean to the furthest star. How many of y'all have a concept of the difference? It, it, it's, it's immeasurable. We, we, don't, we don't possess the skill set to see the other. I mean, we who says that's the last star? I mean, it's just what we can see from here. You know, uh, what you can see from here ain't always a lot. Like if you started looking at like tall buildings and you walked outside and just said what you can see from here. Well, we, we win, but this is a single story building. It's only, you know, 28, 30 foot tall to the peak. But if you walk downtown Manhattan and said, all right, from here, how big's the biggest building? Whew. They got plaques on the outside of them to tell you how big they are. And we was once the highest building ever made. As we mature as Christians, we go from trying to figure out what we can see from here to how much God really, 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 really loves us. And the older you get as a Christian and the more you mature and the more you develop, you start to understand that you can't get to the other side from here. There is no end. There's no end. That we can't even grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep. Grasp it. So when you think about how much you love your dog, child, spouse, kid, grandkid, whatever, pastor, I know y'all love me a bunch, whatever you got on your list of things that you start listing off the things that you love the most, it's not even a drip in the bucket to how much God loves us. And you go, yeah, yeah, I get it. God loves us. Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. No, we need to act like it. We walk around scared and, and, and all put beside because we, we just don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what next week's going to bring. And Well, praise God, I don't care. 
God loves me so much that he made me a child of God, brought me into the inheritance, that he supplies all of my needs through his riches and glory. I don't care what next week's got. I got God. I don't care what happens next. I got God. He loves me. See, to be loved, to know, isn't that an awesome feeling to know that you know that somebody loves you? Whether you say something dumb or act dumb or act crazy or have a bad day, that no matter what, they still love you. <coughs> Isn't that valuable? Isn't it? I had a conversation last night. <coughs> I'm loyal. I'm really loyal. I'm too loyal. If you're one of my people... Whether you act crazy or not, or you do something dumb or not, there was, a, there was an instance, and, and one of my friends had a bad day. And it made the news, and it got crazy, and, and people wanted to talk about him. You can't talk about him to me. That's my friend. Yeah, but he did so-and-so. I don't care. He's still mine. He's still my people. Right? That, that's how God acts to us. God is... God is loyal to us. He loved us before we loved him. He loved us before we did anything to make us lovable. And when you get to there, did you know that no matter what happens around us, no matter what takes place, no matter what goes wrong, no matter what goes right, no matter if you're winning or losing or just making do, God loves me just like I am. Now, does God want us to continue to improve? Oh, for sure. Does that mean he loves me less because I'm not finished? Heck no. We can't fathom the idea of how much he loves us. And, then, and, and when you're talking about the, uh, the, the New Testament, right? Those folks were trying to explain God's love because they had seen Jesus in person. So let's, let's go the other way and, and talk about one of those folks that hadn't seen him yet. <clears throat> King David. King David always, he always had a good, he had some good stuff, right? I mean, King David was a, a man of many parts, but he was, he was a good poem or songwriter. So Psalms 36, in verse 5, King David says, Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the sky. And your righteousness like the highest mountains. And your justice is like the great deep. Now, I don't know what the great deep is. I, I, you reckon he was talking about the ocean? I, I, don't, I don't know what he had an idea what the great deep is. Maybe it was deep into space. I don't know. But even then, David knew that God loved him. And you know what God said about David? He's a man after my own heart. Why? Because he was a big lover, right? He was a fighter too, right? But he was a lover. He understood what it was to love people. See, if you want to be like God, you hear all the things, the, thing, the little bracelets, right? WWJD. It's an easy stepping stone though. WWJD, I can answer that question. Love, love everybody. Love everybody. Love all the people around you. Love the people who like you. Love the people who don't like you. Love the people who talk trash about you. Love the people that pull for a different football team than you. Love everybody. Love everybody. That's the first step. You want to really, really, really know what Jesus did? Love them. 
Because when we start to understand, right? How many of y'all, when you were a grandkid, understood how much your grandparent loved you? And then when you're a grandparent, how much do you think you love your grandchildren? See, you, you think you know what love is. We, we think we know how much God loves us. We think we know how much God, we love God. So, I mean, but I mean, how deep is deep? Well, if you're trying not to drown, I would say it's about two inches above the top of your head. That would be deep. I always thought that was amazing, right? We, we take the boat, we jump out the boat. How deep is it? It's about 10 feet. Okay, cool. And that didn't seem very scary at all. And you take the boat and you go across the lake over there. How deep is it here? Oh, it's 60 feet. <gasps> 60 feet? Well, you can't touch the bottom in 10. Why can you touch the bottom in 60? It don't make no difference. Deep is deep. It's over your head. God's love is over your head. It is so deep you don't understand. And I guess maybe you think if it's like eight foot deep, you could touch the bottom every once in a while and come back up for air if you can't swim. Deep is deep. All right. <clears throat> All the way back to the front. <clears throat> oh, man, that was loud. Sorry. <clears throat> It choked up. My water's got bones in it. I think Stephen set me up. All right. First uh, John chapter 3. John says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that should, we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And <clears throat> the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not been made known, right? We don't know what we're going to be, right? When Christ appears. But all who have this hope in him, him purify themselves. We, 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 are, we are striving to be part of the body of Christ, right? We don't know what comes next. We don't fully understand what comes next. But we know that God's love has us. That we are in the palm of his hand. And whether it's now or next week or 10 years from now or 100 years from now. That when he comes back, that he is going to gather us all up. All right, verse 16, this is how we know what Jesus is. That Jesus, <clears throat> no, excuse me, verse 16, this is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his own life for us. That we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters, right? We want to... To sacrifice ourselves, right? That, that renewing our mind and, and rebuilding our bodies to look more like Him. Right? We want to be better Christians, not because I can say, ooh, look at me. I want to be a better Christian to where when William needs help, I can help him. When Stephen needs help, I can help him, I guess. No, that's, that's what makes us a better Christian. We have to be full of God's love to show God's love to other people. And they're white and black and yellow and green and pink and purple and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're young or older. They think like us or vote like us or anything else. God's love does not discriminate. John 3.16 said that God so loved the world, the entire world, that he gave his one and only son. He did not spare even his own son. 
Why? Because he loved me that much. He loved me that much. And if we can get to the place to where we understand what God's love is to us, I, I, <clears throat> I can't get away. I, <clears throat> y'all, y'all play on the internet. Y'all, y'all got social media stuff, right? And you're, I guess it's, they call it an algorithm. Well, I'm hung up in algorithm, right? And I have a bunch of people that keep showing up on my stuff that talk about if you're not a good Christian, God doesn't love you. And if you sin and fall away, then God don't want you anymore. And it, I, I mean, I'm like being bombarded with it. And it is crazy. I mean, it is crazy. You know, this guy is just, and it's like the same couple of dummies, but there's one particular guy. It's like constantly, he just bashes and beats down the body of Christ. Y'all don't deserve it, and y'all ain't good enough. And no kidding, that's why it was a gift of grace. It can't be any other way because if we had to earn it or if we had to look like it or we had to behave a certain way, well, it wouldn't be a church here because we probably wouldn't have made it this far. Because look here, I love all them folks that started this church, but wasn't a single one of them perfect. Not a single one. There wasn't a single one that's ever walked on the planet that wasn't named Jesus that was perfect. I mean, God sent Adam up into a garden with everything he could ever want and desire. And we don't know how long a time frame it was, but pretty quickly, he messed that up. Given the opportunity, pretty quickly, most folks will mess stuff up. Does that make God love you any less? No, see, that, that is really what the sermon's about. So in Ephesians, we talked about that we should understand or get an idea of how long and deep and wide God's love is for us, right? That's what we talked about. We, just, we read that just a second ago, right? Didn't need to know how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Romans chapter 8, <clears throat> verse 37 says, Now in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life or angels or demons, neither present nor the future or any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will separate us from the love of God. So we can't understand how big it is but he wants you to know for sure that all of the things that he could come up with in his head, right? Every form of power, every form of distance that Paul could come up with. Think, read that and listen to what he's saying. 37. Well, I'm convinced. He could have just said that nothing will separate us from the love of God. And he figured that nothing is not a good enough word. Neither death nor life right? Good or bad. Angels or demons. Present or the future. I wish you'd have said the past. Nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in what? In all of creation. How deep is creation? That goes all the way to that last star in the back. That God moved over with the square and made sure it was level and perfect exactly where it was supposed to be. That's what creation stops at the end of the end. 
We don't even know where that is. There's nothing in all of creation, anything that you can imagine, any good forces, any evil forces, not death, not life, not the past, not the future, not the present, can separate us from God's love. So if you get to the idea that you understand for just a second how deep God's love is, right, which we can't, but if you can get to the idea that you just keep getting deeper in the pool, right, and the water keeps getting up deeper and deeper and deeper. Do you start to understand how deep deep is? When you get to figure out how deep that is, then you have to start completely over and understand that not only is it that deep and encompassing, there's nothing that can separate you from it. Now look. <clears throat> On this planet, right? The, the, the embrace of your spouse or your parent or your grandparent. It's not forever, right? For your little babies, it's not forever, right? I mean, time ticks on. We're here, and the Bible says we're a vapor, right? And then we're gone. There is nothing on this planet that is forever, right? Except for God's love for us. So when you start to understand how inseparable we are from God's love that he loved us from the beginning of time that in the outset before he said man there should be a rock over there and it should have some light and some land and some water and some air and some atmosphere before that was established before the earth was hinged on his access before he established mankind that he loved us so much that he was willing to give up Jesus for us before it started we can't even fathom what it is. I mean, John says that in the beginning was God and the Word, and Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was created without Him. His right-hand man, the, the, the being that was there from the get-go, from before we were established, already knew that when this happened, that He was going to have to take human likeness and come here and be a sacrifice for our sins, right? That's how far in advance He was concerned over a little fat kid from St. Stephen. It's kind of big. Actually, it's not. It's kind of deep. It's actually really deep. It's deeper than we understand. But we can celebrate and revel in the fact of how deep it actually is. Because you say, Mama, do you love me the most? Yes, sweetie, I love you the most. Knowing good and well, you can't love one kid more than you love the other kid, and then they'll be fighting and arguing about it for the rest of their life. You'd be dead and gone, and no, oh, no, mama loved me the most. I mean, I done seen it happen. Huh? If mama would have just told y'all the truth and told y'all that I was the favorite 20 years ago, wouldn't be having this conversation, right? I mean, y'all I mean, know. Y'all get it. We can't even fathom how deep it is. But what we should do is celebrate how deep it is. Not death, nor life, or present, or future, or angels, or demons can separate us from this deep love of God. It's immovable. It started at the beginning of time, and it never ends. It is forever. The Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Man, isn't it great to understand that he loves me so much that he will never leave me and he will never forsake me, that nothing can separate me from his love? 
Does it change your opinion on how you go about your daily life? And you go, well, yeah, I already knew this. Well, did you? Do you walk around and act like it? Do you understand it every day? Do you face situations knowing with the ideology to knowing that God loves me so much he sent his son for me that I cannot be separated from his love? Not angels or demons or death or life or anything? Because <coughs> if we did, we would act a whole lot happier. A whole lot happier. If you watch the favorite kid walk in the house and mama tell them how much they love them and how big they smile, we should walk around with that smile all the time. It should be, you can't wrap it off my face. How deep? Very deep. Very, very deep. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your love for us. Father, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. We just give you the praise and the honor and glory. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.